This episode of Tailgate Talks is brought to you by Blanca. Tune in live to interact with the hosts on Wednesday nights, 6.30 central at www.twitch.tv backslash Blanca OG. Hope you enjoy the show. tailgate talks this is a uh post super bowl post big 12 referee edition uh where we'll be talking a little bit about the super bowl and about the uh big 12 game that uh that texas tech had it was a rough one uh we'll get into that here in a little bit uh, if you can't tell brooks has a little bit of steam coming out of both sides of his head right now uh his background is very appropriate um so just to drop all the socials for you guys make sure you're already following us if you're not uh, on Twitter at tailgate underscore talks. Uh, we're also on Instagram and Facebook. If you want to follow all of our personal accounts, go ahead and follow Dustin Wimmer at uh, Dustin Wimmer 22. You can follow Brooks at Calvin B. Barrett. And you can follow me at Blanca, where the L is a one. Um, lastly, don't forget, if you have any thoughts, questions, anything you want to know about the show, any, any uh, suggestions to make the show better for you, uh, hit us up at tailgate talks pod at uh, gmail.com. So, last week's t-shirt giveaway, uh, nobody correctly predicted the uh, Buccaneers winning, besides our own Dustin. Everybody else went with, uh, went with the uh, Kansas City Chiefs, but uh, we, had quite a, we, we, had a, we had a number that kind of predicted the, 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 the gap there, but um, the goal was to see the prediction of the scores, and so we ended up going with uh, whoever was closest to the total score, and uh, that, was, uh, that was Elena. And uh, that is uh, that is Dustin's sister, actually. So she is going to be the next member of the Tailgate Crashers. So um, for the next giveaway, guys, uh, we're going to be doing a uh, follow us on social media giveaway where you follow us and like us on Instagram and Facebook. Um, if you already like both, then make sure you kind of screenshot both. But uh, do your best to tag a friend in it. And then uh, that's all you got to do to enter. Uh, so if you're following one or the other already, or if you're listening to this, give us a follow on that. Screenshot that. What do you got, Brooks? And what we'll do is we'll put out a post this week. Um, it'll be something like we'll design a post and we'll have like probably the t-shirt giveaway little graphic that we have. And on that, if you can, you know, like it, share it, and then comment with somebody uh, who you know might not be following us yet or might not know about us like we're trying to get our you know name out there and around a new people so comment tag somebody who uh, a friend of yours on on the in the comments of that post and that's your entry to win a t-shirt for this week absolutely so uh just kind of be on the lookout for that post and um hopefully we can get some more people uh, listening to the pod hopefully get some more people into the tailgate crashers and uh Hopefully, hopefully our little family here that we got going on so far gets a little bit bigger each week. Um, so let's go ahead and jump into the main show, the main part of the show, which is going to be Club Red. We're going to talk a little bit about uh, about the uh, Kansas State game, and then we'll jump into the, the, the meat and potatoes of the meal, which is the uh, West Virginia debacle. Uh, so this is Tailgate Talks, Club Red. 
So here we go. Club Red. Uh, so this is the part that I think um, half of us have been waiting for. Uh, I think the other half are wanting to hear our opinions on the Super Bowl. We'll get to that here in a little bit. But the Club Red, uh, we're going we're gonna to start with the, with the first game, and then, and then we'll get to the heat of this one. Uh, the first game was uh, against Kansas State. Uh, Dustin, if you want to take us off on this one, a uh, little bit of an awkward win, but still a win. We won by 11. Uh, what, what were your thoughts on this game? Yeah, it was okay. I mean, wasn't great and spectacular like we wanted. Yeah. It was another one of those that we couldn't just stretch the lead out and go win easy. We had to keep them in it. and But down the stretch, finished them off and came out how we wanted to. Um, yeah. It was weird seeing they're kind of managing TJ Shannon's minutes because he's been a little nicked up and we have a like, bad stretch of two weeks or three weeks of games. Mm-hmm. So he didn't start, didn't play like much of the second or first half. He didn't play any of the first half and barely any of the second half once it got close. Um, but it was weird that they didn't like tell us anything. So we were like, what's wrong? What's the problem? Is it injury? Is it discipline? Um, and then afterwards they're like, yeah, we're kind of just managing his minutes. So that was really weird, but we really struggled without him yep. um, on both ends of the floor. So that kind of sucked. We let Kansas State hang around for a long time. He came in and kind of bailed us out, and then we stretched it out and finished it off in the last few minutes. Yeah, it is a little odd. He's only at 11 total minutes. Um, it odd felt game. like less than that. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's because he was on for 11 and then put up a total of, what, two shots and made one. So, like, it just he, he, he they limited him, and it limited his contribution to the game. Um, Brooks, any input on this game, man? I mean, uh, any, any, was this a bit of foreshadowing for the next game? Um, I don't know if it was any foreshadowing. It's just how we've been playing all year. You know, we, we, like Dustin said last week, this was a game that he kind of wanted to see us put it all together and go get like a nice 20 point win or something like that. And you just couldn't do it. Yep. It was close though, like pretty much the whole game. You'd get a comfortable lead and you'd give up a couple threes. And so you had to battle more than you expected, I think. But maybe Kansas State's figuring something out. They it's not like they're a terrible team. They have some decent players on that squad. They took Texas to the wire last night. Um but it it would look like for a minute it was gonna have to be the Mac McClung show. Mm -hmm. Nobody else was scoring. I think the Besides Mac, nobody had more than three points at the end of the first half. Um, so that was kind of frustrating. But then Kyler stepped up. He hit some shots. McCuller stepped up, hit some shots. And TJ came in, and you're kind of able to separate yourselves at the end. But, I mean, a win's a win in the Big 12. But I definitely Especially wanted to see Especially on the road. Something. Yeah. I definitely wanted to see something a little bit more polished. Uh, a little more, I guess, would be a good it. word for it. Yeah, yeah. You just you you wanted to see the the ability for them to to throw a smackdown. Yep. Um, Sums it up. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So uh, it it was a win. It, it it that on top of beating OU last week and OU doing well kind of propelled us into the top ten. 
and gave us the number seven seed. Uh, going into the next game that we'll talk about, uh, which is a little frustrating, but uh, let's 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 just jump in into the main part of the show that we we really wanted to discuss, which is the uh, West Virginia Texas Tech game. Uh, fouls ridic- were ridiculous, calls were ridiculous, and I'm pretty sure everybody's already seen the uh, the the beard freakout at the end, which Brooks now has behind him. But uh, be- valid freakout in my opinion. Um, so Brooks, head full of steam here. What the hell happened in this game? We 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 already had the explicit tag for this for this for this week's episode. <laughs> I'm gonna try to. I try to watch my language on this, but so I mean, I, I heard I a lot. Rolling, who knows? Heard a lot of yelling about the refs. Um, so all right, Big Twelve refs. Chris Beard, take the hel- take the reins on this one, man. What happened? Um, yeah, this game is just covered by the refs. I mean, there's not really much of a storyline here other than Big Twelve officials. I think, um, looking from it, like trying to be realistic on it. If I, being honest, I think if there's decent officiating, I think we still probably lose this game. West Virginia was uh, hitting some ridiculous shots, uh, but the officials overall just destroyed every opportunity you had to get in the game with all their weak and inconsistent calls. And it's an argument that I make a lot on Big Twelve refs, and or you know a lot of refs in general. Yeah, and I always give them a hard time. Uh, it's fun to yell at refs. It's always fun to put the blame on somebody other than yourself. Um, but what is the worst part about big 12 refs is their inconsistency. They do not have the ability to remember one call like that. They made 20 minutes or 20 seconds ago. Yeah. And they just flip around and forget that they just made that call on one end and don't make it on the other. Yeah. Or in one half they're calling like Derek Culver is just bowling over our guys left and right in the first half. It's a block every single time he does it. All of a sudden, in the second half, it's now a charge. So if you're calling it a block in the first half, it should still be a block in the second half. Or if you're, you know, figure out what the fuck you're actually calling and just, like, stick with it. There's another foul later on in the game where Burton is guarding somebody, and the guy's just casually dribbling up at the top. Burton makes light contact with him, and that's a foul. So if that's a foul there, that should be a foul the whole game and nobody would be able to play because everybody would be fouled out of the game. Yeah. But no. And then on our side, Max dribbling and he's getting knocked, you know, left and right. Anytime he tries to get past anybody, no call. Um, We try to get an offense or we try to get a rebound. Their guy doesn't even Mm. jump off the floor and it's over the back. Like their guy's not even fucking trying to get the rebound. But PV goes up and he's trying to get it and that's a foul on us. Uh, Anytime they were trying to shoot a basket it was a foul minimum contact uh at the least i always think as an official if like a guy's going up for a layup and it takes no like looks super easy to him probably didn't get fouled but every time a guy would go up for an easy layup boom and one yeah like if you're getting fouled that should really affect the shot it shouldn't look like a normal layup but they had like two or three of those that were just gifted to him and then on our side like even on our side we were getting some bullshit fouls like kyler in like four minutes all of a sudden is just dribbling by a guy in a ghost whistle and we're like wait why is that a foul now we could have used that the whole game but no now it's a foul and these refs just have no no ability to there's no accountability there's no um 
I, it just it I lose my train of thought just getting frustrated and how terrible they are. There's no accountability. They get to screw us over last night and then go do it again this weekend to whoever they're calling. Yeah. Um, and we're the ones that face the punishment of it. You know, we're the ones that take a loss that drops us from like third place in the conference. To now we're sixth place in the conference. Yep. Um, people, you know, our season gets affected by that. Uh, they have nothing that gets affected by that. They no. just get to keep on going on and fucking every team over that they go officiate. Yeah. And it's a problem. There needs to be more accountability. People need to, the hiring process needs to be better. Uh, if they screw up this bad where Fran Fraschilla is actually calling them out, they need to be suspended for a couple games. There should um, be. There, there, there should be some sort of uh, outspoken punishment or uh, or some sort of at least acknowledgement from the NCAA or from the Big 12 saying this officiating was ridic- ridiculous. Uh, yeah, there's got to be something. I don't know what it is. Accountability um, of but, some kind. You know, but Beard's going to get fined and, you know, for his tirade and you know rightfully so he should get fined but these guys aren't going to face anything no. they're going to get paid and they're going to go get work saturday or whatever game they got on saturday and they're going to get paid for that and you know put this in their rearview mirror and keep making the same terrible calls that they make they just there's something wrong when there's 48 fouls in a game and you play 40 minutes there's something wrong with that your job as an official isn't to take control of the show your job is to make sure the game is played right but let the players decide that game and that game wasn't decided by players that game was decided by those divas wearing the black and white stripes well, and and the main stat to look at here uh, is the 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 free throw differences they had 39 attempts at the line we had 20 they literally had twice the attempts and with that that gave them 15 extra points because they had more shots in they were shooting 74 percent. they were shooting good you got to give them credit for that three point percentage, but you literally gave them an extra fifteen points from calls. Uh, there was no equality to the officiating. I guarantee you, we weren't playing any dirtier than them. Like no, that's no the chance. thing is the fouls. There there was fouls on both sides. That's why yeah. the foul count was so high. But, but our fouls. The difference is when they're they're calling fouls against us. It's always when they're shooting. Yeah. And for us, it's always when we're just like dribbling and it's like something you don't need them to call a foul on. They yeah. just call a ghost foul and cool. You get a one on one that you miss yeah, um, for were, them. It's automatic two free throws. Their um, yeah, go range ahead, of contact to no, like a lot of contact to no contact and the inconsistency of the calls in that wide spectrum yeah. was so, so, so much. I mean, this is one of the worst featured games I've seen in years. Yeah. I mean, usually we're kind of used to having one bad Big 12 ref. And, I mean, these refs work a lot given how much they they work and travel. I mean, one of them's going to be off a night. And, like, usually that gray-haired ref is pretty terrible yeah, on a regular always. basis. But the fact that we had all three of them having off nights and – mostly gauged towards us and like Brooke said, making stuff up on the other end too. Like it was really bad and we felt like we were never, never had a chance because of that. And then coach beard was finally sick of it and knew the game was over. And so blew up on him to let him know. And Bob Huggins kind of gave him an appreciation of that because Bob didn't like it either. It sucked on both ends um, they got yeah. screwed out of some calls, even though they got more of them. But they got twice, literally double. I mean, like Brooke said, like the Kyler Edwards free throws with four minutes left. The guy didn't even do anything, and we got. Whoop. We're like, yeah. what? 
I mean, I was yeah. even complaining, like, what are we calling there? Like the why is that a foul so now? Wide. That's always what I want to know. Is why so is it is a foul at one point in the game? Only one though, <laughs> and it's just like there's so many times where they do that, and I get it. Like it's hard to call these games. Like it's not an easy thing to do. Officiating is not an easy job, and these guys are moving at speeds that these guys have never reached, and jumping at heights these guys could never dream of reaching. Right. But you got to understand the game a little bit more. I think you got to you got to just understand basketball is a physical sport. It's a uh, you're gonna have contact, and just because one time there's contact doesn't mean it's a foul. Like you got to figure out what's worth calling and what's not worth calling, and let the guys play. Let the kids figure it out. Yeah. Let them decide who wins. And if you're becoming the focal point of the game. You got to step back at some point and realize that yeah. and maybe be like, you know what? I'm going to quit blowing my whistle for a little bit, unless like a dude's getting murdered out there. Uh, but they, they just couldn't stop. It was like they were having a competition between themselves to see who could screw a team over the most. Uh, and then once it got started, it couldn't, they couldn't stop. They had to back up a bad call with an equally bad call. Um, but it just, and it, it's just, it sucks, it sucks that they did this during a matchup of two top 15 teams in a big 12 yeah. matchup and the, the, the spotlight on spotlight is on them. TV's on them and they made the show about them. Uh, unfortunately, uh, again, yeah. 60 calls and 66% of those going to the other, to one team is extremely frustrating. Uh, this and, is the and, most fouls we've had called in a game since last year when we played West Virginia at home where you get and before that it was the early. previous year that we played West Virginia at 47 home. fouls between both teams it's ridiculous oh, I'm doing like, the whole free throw thing again you're right you're right but still it's still 60 but yeah like Brooks said 60 this is though. the most free throws they've shot against us last since the game before and yeah. since the game before us last year and it's like what the- so something's wrong something's wrong with that because we're not a and they don't like get up to that usually anybody else. Yeah. And we don't let anybody get to, up to that any other time. Like, yeah. And West Virginia is known as a physical team. Like, you don't play them without getting into the double bonus usually. And we're we're the team that's fouled le- or that's gotten fouled less. Yeah. Like, riddle me that, man. Like, these guys are just uh, – it's, it's, it's just it's, – It's frustrating, and it, it, it's, it's terrible that the game is taken out of your hands. Yeah. Pretty um, much, yeah. It felt pretty demoralizing most of the second half like um we felt like we didn't have a chance i mean me and bruce yeah, yeah. were there and- every time you felt like you had a chance it was taken from you and then they had that ghost call on mac mcclung like nobody even knows what was called you have them uh inbounding with two seconds left on the shot clock yeah and oh. give it to a guy he misses and all of a sudden there's a foul but it's not even on the guy who was shooting like and, you yeah. know, you can't even hear the whistle because the guy's got a mask on and he's blowing his whistle on an ass. So nobody even knows what's going on. Just it's silly. Terrible. Right. So I do want to talk about two players in this game. Okay, Can we move on from the refs? Yeah, yeah, go ahead. What you got? All right. Foul. Like we bashed foul. Him oh, Brooks called me for a foul. <laughs> um, we had one terrible starter-ish starter star. And they had one great star, and that really separated everything. TJ Shannon went three for 14, one of seven 
from the three-point line in this game, and he just kind of sucked the life out of your offense. Like, he was giving you a lot of nothing. Yeah, and, yeah, he ended up with 13 points because he ended up with some free throws. But, yeah, like 23 minutes and three of 14 is very bad. Very, Not very, good. very bad. And, yeah, uh, he was off. He was off. There was something wrong with him. His shots were short. He airballed a couple at the start. He just didn't, and he looked like he was the one three himself. he made. He passed up the first time and then got the yeah. ball back another pass later. But uh, and me and Dustin were like, "No, okay." I was like, "He's not even <laughs> wanting looking at the basket to shoot." Ugh. And then he finally does shoot it the next time and made it. Thank God. But it is it was bad to watch him out there. Like there's a lot of dribbling and doing nothing. But then, man, freaking McNeil from West Virginia, number twenty two. Torsus. He lit us up for a career game. <laughs> Was that his best 20, career game? Tw- oh, yeah. 26 points, of 5 of 7 from the three-point line. I'll never touch that again in, in his he life. He made some ridiculous threes. Like, Mac McClung oh, yeah. was touching his hand, defending him, and he would make the three. It was uh, ridiculous. But, like, that, but, but again, repeat of last time. Literally, West Virginia hitting yeah. any three they wanted to <laughs> huck up. I mean, 50% from three is ridiculous. Uh, yeah, between him and uh, uh, what's the other guy, uh, number four there? McBride. McBride. Yeah. We did okay on McBride. I yeah, mean, he went one for two. Points, but for hell. For but he was hitting playing, some tough. That ain't bad. He was hitting tough mid-range jumpers. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah I, I mean, could live with what we were doing with him. I mean, yeah, he was hitting. He's just a good athlete, and he can get some shots off. But, man, yeah, that McNeil. freaking McNeil was just making everything. It's demoralizing there too. I mean, if you take McNeil, you hold McNeil to a you know a regular game for him, then you win this game. But you let him have an absurd game where he was just hitting every single shot. I mean, you, you take let him, him get down to early. like seventeen points or even twenty, yeah. and get a regular game from Shannon, and you got pretty much a tie game yeah. here. Well, going in, so, like, here's where um, I, I kind of forgot the game was happening for a little bit. And then, uh, what is it, third quarter, I got the notice that the game was 56-55. Second half. Yeah. Or, sorry, second half is what I meant. Blah, blah. But second half, I got the notice. Oh, that, it was, like, five minutes left. Sorry. Um, but that's, that's whenever I got the notice that we were within a point, And I was like, what, again? Are you joking me? And so, and somewhere in that last, like, probably about five minutes, uh, this score blew up like this by 30, by like 20, 30 more points. But somehow they ended up with 30 extra points and we ended up with 20. So, like, we were within a shot of it at that point. I, I just, I, I, I get that yeah. the refs kind of, kind of screwed this on, uh, like, at the end of the game. I mean, I know the whole beard thing happened while, well, that was- uh, at, at the very that's end what of the, the game. issue that's where we took exception to the officiating is because you know you would be down by like six seven eight in that range and then you'd make a run you'd get it down to three and then bad call puts them back up five and then you get it down to one and then bad call puts it back up to three and then another bad call puts it to five and it's just yeah. and and you're like you're trying so hard you're throwing every punch that you can to get back in the game and you're just getting you yeah, know. that's what was frustrating. We kept hanging on despite the refs hold trying to hold us. Yeah. Down. Well, and I think like we've we watched the game already this year where we got a, a win taken away from us by refs, uh, Oklahoma State. 
and that wasn't that one was a badly official officiated game in like a spurt like this was just a constant from tip off to the very end of the game it was just exhausting and that's that's why beard lost it is you're just not you're not giving us a chance to win the game and the play that i think he pointed out was you know they got the rebound and the player was trying to call a timeout and instead yeah. of giving them the timeout they call the foul and he's like what you know you're you're ruining that for us we could have got a chance to set up a press break it's still a two possession game maybe we get a steal maybe we hit a three you're taking that out of our hands cuz yeah. now you're you're giving them the foul or you're giving them the foul and you're giving them two more points and now it's down eight and now it's over yeah you could just see kevin McCuller and kyler's reaction when they come, they were just like, "Come, what?" Yeah, <laughs> like, like when there's, when there's nothing you can do. Like, you gotta be kidding me! Yeah, oh, it's all. It was awful. It was awful. It was a bad game. Fran Fischilla so. calling him bad. That's how you know. Fran Fischilla loves Big Twelve rest. He says they get ninety five percent of calls right. Fran Fischilla does. Fran Fischilla said they were off last Where night. Where so does he get that? That's how you know. That's how you know it is really bad when Fran like, Fischilla is like saying the refs were not uh, on I'm, their game i'm sorry but the whole pre-call thing just has me just like nah i'm good like like where, where they where they know they're gonna call the foul before the foul happens no these weren't they this these weren't this wasn't even that these no i know but like that's what i'm these saying these were blindfolded these were the weekend walking through that wall in the super yeah. bowl like where everybody's <laughs> like trying to find this that, that was them just trying to figure out where they're gonna call this next foul on there they, they, they never know. knew where it was coming from yeah you never um, knew so, but they knew they were going to blow their whistle up for some reason. Anyways, I'm done talking. About yeah, it. yeah. We're, we're, let's go I'm ahead and move on from this game. With a game on Saturday because Baylor doesn't want to play anybody anymore. COVID. Yeah, unquote. sure. And then so, refs would but appear I'm just glad right we don't have to deal with playing so, with big refs on the court. As you guys yeah. might know, uh, the the Baylor game's been postponed, so we're probably going to get them later on, uh, later on or at, at the end of the season, probably. Uh, we're, we're right at the tail end, but. It's been officially postponed. So the next game is going to be TCU on Monday, and then we get them back-to-back, actually. So uh, yeah. the first Wednesday. game is going to be TCU on Monday at, uh, at 7 p.m., and we're going to be playing at TCU on, uh, was it, on a Monday? And then Wednesday we'll be playing at home against TCU again. So uh, that's going to be probably right. We'll probably be, probably be recording next week's episode right after that game ends. Yeah. Uh, most likely. Wait, what time is the Wednesday game? Uh, five, five p.m. Five p.m. That five. Yeah. Oh. So a little bit early, <laughs> but that's going to be a TCU game. Those are going to be again kind of similar to what the K State game is, which is we need to see a good win. We need to see some points. We need to see a gap created in the point difference in between Texas Tech and TCU. So, um, we we'll, we'll, we can talk. I guess uh, we can talk a little bit about TCU. I don't know. Uh, we haven't really seen them this year. I don't know if they have any big big wins. Uh, they're four and five in the conference, so they've got it. Let's see, they beat Kansas. Oh no, they lost to Kansas. Uh, where's their Where's their wins at? They beat Oklahoma State, <sighs> Iowa State, Kansas State. They're, Oklahoma they're State. They're kind of whatever. They've only played yeah. like the bad teams. And yeah, then yeah, they've yeah, lost they, to all the good teams. They've lost to everybody that's ranked, basically. You okay. should be able to handle them, but it's going to be like the Kansas State game. Like, can we Create get out gap. in front and yeah. then make? some space yeah and handle a game so um that's going to be kind of kind of uh the the main two games i kind of look forward to before we record next week is going to be just tcu and back-to-back 
Uh, hopefully, we can we can get two wins out of that, get two conference wins, move us a little bit higher up in the standings. Uh, hopefully, this loss to West Virginia doesn't hurt us too too bad for for tournament seedings later on. But uh, that's that's uh, coming to a close. We need to kind of start kind of looking at that uh, as far as the standings go for the for the tournament because we're only what we got three more weeks uh until until we need to figure out un, until they got to decide tournament seedings um so if we do take a look uh we're going to check in on the big 12 um right now baylor is sitting at number one uh west virginia at number two oklahoma number three uh ut at number four kansas at number five and then we're sitting there down at number six uh i don't know if that i, I don't think that's a good look going into into march but um, I don't know what what's your guys' take so far with the, with how the Big Twelve is shaping up, uh, Brooks. Uh, well, it's Baylor at the top, and then it's between like West Virginia to us, like all separated by a game. That's why that game last night's important. Yeah, when you win that game and you're sitting at second place, and instead now you're all the way at sixth. But there's still a lot of games to be played, unless yeah. you're Baylor. <laughs> uh, but. Uh, I mean, we still got a chance to get get some easy wins here against TCU, hopefully. And then you got a chance with Kansas, Oklahoma State, Texas are kind of like your big games left on the schedule. So got to take yeah. advantage of them. And and I hope it goes well. Um, Dustin, any, any thoughts on the shape of the Big 12 so far? No, you really need to go, I mean, with – one loss in this stretch of five games that's left on the schedule. Yeah. I don't know how much we'll get to actually make up at the end of the year because the Big 12 wants to play the Big 12 tournament for some dumbass reason. Um, we can talk about that next week or week after. Yeah, as that gets closer. So we but got what? We need TCU. to go. We got five games. We need to go four and one in this five game stretch to kind of seal out the, the season. Which would be, I mean, completely doable. We we can beat Kansas. We can beat TCU twice. We can beat Oklahoma State, and we've beaten Texas. So, uh, it, it's it's it, all of these games are, are at a potential to win. I think the only one that might be iffy is if we reschedule Baylor right there at the end. Um, but I don't know yeah. if they want to schedule that game or if they're just going to cancel it entirely. Baylor's not going to want to. Huh? Oh, they don't want to play. Baylor's not going to want to pansy ass. Oh, I'm sure. Uh, I think I think try uh, to keep that perfect record intact, even though we know you don't freaking deserve it because you get COVID three times that keep you from playing all your big games. Can't play Gonzaga. Can't play, you know, Texas at the start of conference. Can't play us. Can't play West Virginia back to back. Yeah. Convenient how it always happens against the best teams that Mm -hmm. they're about to play. But um. So yeah, Dustin, you got a point there. We do need to have a really good stretch there going down, going down towards the end of the season here. Uh, we only got a, like I said, about two, three weeks left of games, and we really need to kind of clean this up and kind of get ourselves in a good position for the tournament, so we can hopefully end up with a with at least a three seed out of this. Um, all right, guys. So um, let's see. Uh, are we decision to play the conference tournament? I mean, yeah, we talked a little bit about that. Uh, that they're that they're still deciding to have a conference tournament that they're going to still have a big 12 tournament. Do you think that's going to impact much uh, as far as going into it? Because I know who, who won it last year? Like some random team did, didn't they? Nobody did. Got canceled. Was it, oh, maybe yeah. I'm thinking of the year before. 
Iowa State won it like the year before. Yeah, yeah. but yeah, it doesn't matter. No, it, it's the dumbest decision it, it ever. Didn't, it didn't really impact seedings, is what I remember right. Like it was kind of. Just it crazy. never impacts seedings. It's yeah. the dumbest thing ever that we have a conference tournament after you just play. That's why I want to talk about it another time when it's getting closer. Yeah, yeah. It is an actual topic we could discuss. Maybe. Um, let's see. Any thoughts on seeing the top 25 and not seeing Kansas, Duke, or Kentucky? I'm glad. I'm glad there's a little bit of diversity. I like the, uh, I like the, uh, the, the top tier teams, uh, getting challenged a little bit in this, in this era of basketball. It's not just Duke and North Carolina going at it every year. Um, what, what are your guys' opinions on that with, with not seeing these big names in the top 25? Don't mm. care. No, I don't really care. <laughs> I think I think I mean, it's good. I think it's good for the sport. I think it's good uh, in general to to kind of see see other programs starting to starting to grow and not just have these these big name schools take over every single season. Um, but they don't. But they don't normally. I mean, Duke's won a couple over the last like twenty years, and Kentucky's won one, and North Carolina's won like two. Kansas hasn't won since '04. So there is still a lot of disparity in college basketball. Yeah, I think it's better. I think it's always better when they're good because it's kind of like the NBA is better when the Lakers are good. The you know, NFL a, is better when like the Cowboys and some of those teams are good. Uh, that college basketball is better when you got your top teams competing, <laughs> like your blue blood programs competing at the top. Yeah, uh, but um. So we're gonna look at uh this week's uh, f- uh this week's shot bet. Is this the only one we're doing? I think looks like it. Oh, uh, we got another one. At the Where is it? When we get to the NBA. Oh, down here there it is. Okay, so uh first shot bet for today is gonna be the the uh, OU and West Virginia game, number twelve OU and number fourteen West Virginia. They're gonna be when do they play? Saturday. Saturday. Oh, look at this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Saturday game. And uh, the, that's let's just be get the through rankings. it. Let's pick. Let I don't give a huh bleep to talk about either of these teams. Let's just pick it real quick. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're we're gonna get some picks out. We're, we're trying to kind of add a little bit of variety to the shot bets here. Uh, so I it'll really depend on if they're if they're if they're the OU's main guy comes back. He's been back. He's been Is back. he okay? Then I'm picking I'm picking OU in this game. Slide out. I, I think if we go to the head to head, I don't know if there's a if there's a point differential, but I think OU definitely takes this one because West Virginia it. likes to, huh? Yeah, I think West Virginia only likes to play well against Texas Tech, so that's just my opinion. Uh, I'm gonna pick. I'm gonna pick West Virginia. Okay. Give me Oklahoma just because I'm still bitter about West Virginia. Yeah, me too. Me too. A little I bit. I, I got a little bit of salt in the wound on that one. Um. So. Uh, well, guys, uh, we're gonna we're gonna go ahead and jump into uh, tailgate talks. We're gonna jump into our little bit of our uh, our, our shot bets. We're gonna talk a little bit about the Super Bowl here and the different shot bets. Uh, we'll re re, re uh, we'll we'll recap. talk about recap. That's the word. Jesus, I couldn't say it. recap the shot bets from last week, and then afterwards we'll we'll kind of do more of the discussion about the uh, actual game itself. So this is uh, tailgate talk shot bets. We're going streaky! Yeah. 
clip sounds a little bit more appropriate after the Super Bowl with a guy running across the field. Right. <laughs> That's the very first thing I thought whenever I saw him. I was like, yes, we got the streaker. Um, the so, most exciting part of that game. I thought it was actually fantastic. I actually heard a, a random thing about it with uh, with some guy placing a prop bet. And and he bet fake. on he he bet on their beat. Was it fake? Yeah, you can't bet you can't, can't bet that, like much. that much money on a on the streaker. Like that. Okay, okay. And okay. if it was real, like that guy wouldn't be blasting it everywhere. Uh that was that's funny. basically like fixing the bet. Yeah, it is. Um, I thought it was a, I thought it was a little interesting pop up. I was like, is that real? Okay. Um. So first shot bet was the coin toss. Uh, coin landed heads. Dustin was the only one to pick heads on this one. Congrats, Dustin. Me and Brooks. Take the L on that one. Uh, anybody else out there that ended up picking Tails because Tails never fails, even though it did? Uh, make sure you send us a video, picture, whatever. Uh, you can even just send it to our email, and we'll we'll, we'll throw that in with later prize pulls for the uh, for the t- Tailgate Talks uh, Tailgate Crashers shirt. Uh, Brooks already. Hey, one paid of my his fun shot. facts from last week hmm? was the winner of the coin toss has lost six straight Super Bowls in Kansas City. Won the coin toss. So now it's seven straight. Oh my goodness. No kidding. Jesus. Yep. I didn't even pay attention to that part. Wow. Okay. There you go with Dustin with the stats. Uh, <laughs> little little hat thrown in. Uh, so Brooks already paid his shot. I, be- I thought I paid mine during the game, like right after. I, don't I couldn't remember. I don't remember. I'm pretty sure. Because I, I, I took like two or three shots during that game. Because I remember one of the guys that joined us, Tom, one of, a friend of mine, was like, come take a shot with me. And I, I don't know if that nice. was for it, but I still did it. Uh, so the second, uh, the main main bet of the game was the scoreline of the game itself. It was Kansas City was a three-point favorite. Tampa Bay dominates the Super Bowl, wins the Super Bowl. Uh, Dustin was the only one that actually picked the uh, the Bucks to win this game. I think he was, were you the only one out of all the voters? Yeah. O- only one out of all the voters as well. I picked Kansas City to win this, but I thought it was going to be less than three. I well, know it was kind of no. very specific. Uh, what's up? Scratch that. Like on the percentage, like people did bet on the Bucks spread, but like on the predictions, on the score predictions, nobody else picked but the Bucks. Right. Ah, uh, okay, okay. So everybody was kind of along the same boat as me, where they thought because Arlie yourself went with the Bucks. <laughs> Uh, yeah, you were all spread. over the place. Do you even remember what you? Oh picked? my god! I accidentally Six, hit a button opening the thing. Stop it! <laughs> yeah, but even just then, you're like, was Dustin the only one? I'm like, Arlene. <laughs> well, I did mine by accident. I thought I still thought Kansas City was gonna win that game. I didn't think they were gonna throw up just a basically a goose egg. No, uh, we had me and two of my other buddies that are Tom Brady fans. Okay, on there. okay. So we had a couple of us, but we had eight on the Instagram poll. I uh, um, you voted wrong, so I, I missed mine. I think you should lose the shot bet on it, that. It, yeah, okay, yeah, no, not happening. I, I, I agree. No, I agree. Yeah, of course you do, because you lost. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, on the actual bet that was placed, not a pressing of or uh, technical malfunction. Um. Yeah. <laughs> Dustin right. Dustin wins the bet. I ended up winning the bet. Uh Brooks is the one who who ended up picking the Chiefs on this one. Uh so total shot bets owed are actually all down to well, zero, I believe. Trippy. Huh? Well that does look weird. Why is half the glass missing? Whoa. That's creepy. 
I like when your LeBron James poster like kind of pops up and fades away. It's kind of funny. <laughs> he's, he's he's always here with us. Um, so anybody that had any shot bets over the weekend owed uh, anybody that bet on the Chiefs side of the bet, which I believe is a good chunk. I'm sure. <laughs> Look, LeBron James is on the on the field. <laughs> um, go ahead and feel feel free to do so at any time. Make sure you send us a screenshot or video. Uh, if you don't want to post that to social media for any reason, uh, you can go ahead and send that to our email, which is tailgatetalkspod at gmail.com. Um, so let's go ahead and talk the actual Super Bowl game itself. Uh, we're going to recap the 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 Chiefs-Buccaneers Super Bowl matchup. Uh, Brady wins his seventh Super Bowl and was named the Super Bowl MVP. So... Um, Let's go ahead and kick this section off. Uh, I'm seeing we got Dustin's stat of the week tied to this. So, uh, Dustin, go Shocking. ahead. Wait, wait, wait. I, uh, I, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm surprised that Tom Brady winning seven Super Bowls has some sort of crazy stat. Take that for data. All right, take the realm, take the reins, Dustin. What's the stat of the week? Of course, we got to give Tom some more credit and respect here. Mm-hmm. What is seventh Super Bowl out of? 10 trips, but that makes him the most winning franchise in NFL history. He's got seven over the six that the Patriots have and the six that the Steelers have and the five that the Cowboys have. Tom Brady sits at the top with seven, (laughs) beating all these other franchises that have been around for so long. All right. Um, Did y'all see that one that, uh, that that I believe Barstool put out? Where they added the bottom sixteen teams, and their <laughs> and their total was less than the total number of Super Bowls that Tom Brady has won. Like yeah, I think I, it I, takes like eighteen NFL teams that can just like tie him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like that. Like combined, he's beating over <laughs> half the entire league combined in Super Bowl championships won. Insane, literally. I don't think I, I I don't think this is ever going to be repeated, ever. Like like seven, like let alone mm-hmm. winning two or three, is Hall of Fame worthy immediately. This guy has seven. That is hell insanity. making making it to two or three. Yeah, <laughs> it's hard enough. He has twice as many playoff wins as Joe Montana, who is second. How how many did Joe have? Was it was it three? Sixteen playoff wins. Tom Brady has thirty. Four playoff wins. Who's who's second uh, for for quarterbacks to win Super Bowls? Probably Joe Montana. I don't know. I forget who it was. Somebody is at like I think three, three or four. Uh, I think what was the what's the guy? Art Star has five. What? Then you got some Terry Bradshaw, Joe Montana with four. That's what I was thinking. It was Bradshaw. You got a four. few guys, Troy Aikman, Jesus, and a few guys with three. But so, yeah, so got, um. So many things just it's it's just it's just piling on and 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 what what, i think they have the third best odds to win again next year yeah i mean now you got guys saying they're gonna take pay cuts to come back because i mean why wouldn't you i mean yeah might as well ring chase now because that's only gonna set you up to get another contract in another year or two Mm -hmm. and go somewhere else then you but yeah you'll have better odds at tampa than you will anywhere else yeah 
the key is keeping that defense together. You keep that defense together for another year, you're gonna be yeah. If you can get have a chance, nasty. Get, I mean, Indominus Sue's already on like the tail end of his career, so he'll probably take a cut and stay. Mm-hmm. And Shaq Barrett just came out and said, "I'm coming back." Mike Evans. Mike Evans like, some of these guys can yeah. have some of my money. I'll take less. Yeah, dude. Like Chris Godwin's a free agent. It's that it's that Brady effect, man. It's, Gronk, it's Shaq Barrett. It's like a few of those guys. Like you get a good group of guys, but they're apparently willing yeah. to come back. And when you have a guy like Tom Brady, who, yeah, fifty percent of the times he plays in an NFL season, he makes a Super Bowl. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna go with that guy. Yeah, like yeah, that's my and, best and, shot. And you got a good offensive line. You nailed the draft last year. You got Winfield, who was huge in that game. And you got Worfs, the offensive line, who played every single game. Yeah. Like, yeah, they yeah, they definitely have a chance to reload and do this thing they, again next year. They still have the Chiefs sitting as number one for next year. Just because the, so. the, the talent-wise, yeah. I think that they're still the most talented team in the NFL but the Bucks, I think, I, I think it was Green Bay sitting at number two, and then I think it's Bucks sitting at three for for odds to win yeah. next next Super Bowl or at, at this point. Um, and, and I think that's about right. I think uh, if if every if everybody stays where they're at and the teams are the way that they are right now, I think that that'd be about right. I think the biggest difference in this matchup was that Chiefs offensive line being weak. I and, called it. Yeah. Well, yeah, that, that was said. Uh, as soon as as soon as you said that there's two starting offensive linemen out, I was like, they ended that's, up. That's like, going to be the battle. I don't know if that that's going to be where it's one or They ended loss. up with three offensive linemen in different positions, like yep. not their starting spot. And it's like that's just tough to start with. And then yeah. you got four monsters up front. I feel like Indominus Sue was chasing Pat all night. One Sue, it was Brooks's cousin Shaq Barrett. It was just ridiculous. Mahomes hit 476 yards of running around the field, of, of, of evading. 476. He could have ran the entire football field almost five times over just from him trying to evade the rush. Yeah. That's how bad the pocket was for him. Did you did y'all see that TikTok video? The the one posted where these dudes yeah. are like oh, yeah. they're doing like front flips and throwing it underhand and underneath and like uh, uh, like there's no better representation as to how like how the game went for Mahomes. Um, I mean, I mean, here's what I wanted to say: all uh, all you Tech fans who tweet Reckham Chiefs and he went to Texas. Look what State, happened! Every day you manifested this. This is on you. This, this is on you. A Texas you did Tech this game. to him. It felt like Texas Tech versus West Virginia those years, where West Virginia just <laughs> yeah. it like, felt played. like Texas Tech twenty seventeen, where Patrick yeah. was running for his life. And like, this is on you guys. Yep. I haven't seen. I don't even know if Patrick Mahomes went to Texas Tech anymore because I haven't got my daily reminder tweets from everybody I that some... went to Texas Tech that I have to send them out every day to remind you Patrick Mahomes went to Texas Tech. They haven't been tweeting those out since <laughs> Sunday. Uh, there it's, haven't been it's... one Monday, Tuesday. There wasn't a lot of jerseys. Uh, Chiefs jerseys at the basketball game last night, which is weird, rare. Weird, weird. Um, yeah, y'all support them more than you support the university, and then this is what happens. It turns into a tech game. You, you, you cast some, some Texas Tech football juju on him. Uh, yeah, one of, yeah, when me and Dustin were talking about it, you know how Tech's motto is from here it's possible. No. And, and the from means basically after you leave Tech. Yeah. It's possible. Mm-hmm. Because not at Tech, it's not, not possible. Here it's possible. But once well, you leave well, football, football, let, 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 let's, let's, 
let's 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 uh let, let's leave uh basketball and baseball out of that conversation but as far as football goes as soon as you leave here yeah you can yeah, do great things as soon as you leave here it's possible and that's <laughs> you know so uh, i mean it's man. cool we know we so, went to Texas tech but it's it's just kind of funny how that turned into like a, a tech game from it, that year he's running around trying to make crazy plays hitting dudes right in the freaking hands on these crazy plays and yeah oh my uh, God. defense was getting just dumb penalties left and right and you know, yeah, he finally held him to a field goal and Meikle okay, offside. Let's talk about that, that real quick. That does bring up a point here. All right, so so we have our resident uh, resident football referee, Dustin, here. Um, from my perspective, I saw it as they were calling every foul that happened because it was a foul, but that was just my perspective. I know that there were some that they could have maybe let go, but, like, it just seemed like the fa- like everybody wanted to be like, well, the ref stole that one from the Chiefs, but like every foul that I saw called was a foul, and I, I, you you, you fill it in, you fill it in. I don't know. And grabby, the Chiefs baited into those all those calls, and the ref saw them and called them. I mean, it wasn't made up stuff like the Tyron Matthew one in the end zone. He would be like hugged him and pushed him to the outside. Can't say the ball is uncatchable when Tom throws the ball and you bump the guy three yards out. Yeah. Like, well, bumped him in and input and pushed him out. Like and he all actually, the holding like, and the, the trip down the down the seam route uh, towards the in there. Like it was all there. Yeah. Like, I don't know what's to bitch about. Yeah, than I saw people bitch about the trip one, and that one I thought was like the easiest one ever because yeah. he had a chance to catch you that, and then he got tripped. He yeah. was beat so bad. One thing like we look for. If that guy is beat, and is he going to do something to make up for being beat? Yeah. And yeah. Ripping the dude is going to make up for it and make the guy not catch the ball. Yeah. That's no, an no. easy one. Like, a lot of those were easy calls. Yeah, some of them, like the interception one, maybe was a 50-50, but the dude being too grabby. Like, don't be so handsy with them. Like, yeah. It, you're trying to play a certain style maybe, but. Don't they were do consistent. It. it was just people tried to turn the, the narrative of this consistent. game. They were consistent. They called the right stuff. They, they called every. They called every foul that was supposed to be called. Like I don't yeah. feel bad for for Kansas City in this one because, well, a little bit because their offensive line was shit, and so then they couldn't run any of their <laughs> offense. But uh, outside of that. I don't feel bad as far as the referees' case because they called every foul that was supposed to be called. They like, came down to. A game of efficiencies on yep. both sides. You had Patrick Mahomes going at one point, he was 0 for 7 on third down. And some of that was because you had Tyreek Hill dropping a ball that hits him in the face. You had Travis Kelsey dropping first downs. You yep. guys just dropping balls. That's that's a play that I was going to bring up is because at that point was right after they had got that uh, fourth down stop right on the goal line. And then yeah. they have that third down, and he throws it, and Kelsey drops it. Now mm. they punt. They punt. There's a holding call, so they have to re-punt. And then the guy that's when the punter it. shanks the crap out of it. And they're starting at the 40-yard uh, line. Yeah, and then they go down. And I think – was that the was that the same drive that they had him stop for a field goal, but Mikkel Hardman uh, was lined Maybe. up off sides, and so they end up getting a touchdown off of it. Yeah. It's like a bunch of dumb little mistakes. It was know? a bunch of dumb stuff and you really shouldn't expect that. But then you, you be inefficient and Tom Brady's going to capitalize and be efficient. Yep. They were able to run the ball with playoff Lenny whenever they wanted to. They were able to 
throw the ball to him how they wanted to. And Gronk showed up in the biggest moment, which is awesome. It's always fun. To, that was cool. Two tutties. <laughs> always fun when Gronk's having a blast. Dude. Oh, my God. He just dominated. Tom like, didn't of... have an amazing game, but he managed it so well. I mean, he was 21 for 29 and well, 200 yards. Like, that's a great. He did all his work in the first half, game. and he didn't have to do crap in the yeah, second. He didn't let their defense take control of the game. He was barely under any pressure, unlike Mahomes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We were able to run the ball, which yeah. also let him do play action. I heard they did play action 10% more than they usually do. They usually run it like 30 or some percent of their plays, and they ran it like 42% or 45%, like a huge number more. Yeah. And that yeah. just kills yeah. a defense too. Like they get hesitant and they're moving and they just couldn't handle it. Yeah. What's crazy is like Godwin only had two receptions and Mike Evans only had one. And they did. Yeah. Know. Antonio Brown came up big. Dude, the funny, I heard a funny thing the other day. Hmm. Uh, Pat McAfee had the quarterback's coach for the Bucks. Antonio Brown ran the wrong route on that play. On the, on the touchdown oh, no. route? He ran a out and in. Yeah. He was supposed to run an in and out. Oh. And it wasn't because of any look or anything. It's just that's what he ran, and Tom's good Tom enough. Just threw it to he's him. like, oh. Was that the one, that, the one with, with, with uh, Matthew covering him? Yeah. Oh. Tom just that good and saw it and threw a laser to the inside Low inside where he can got catch me it. that square, we're, baby. We're, we're, we're already some, quarter, some quarterbacks in that scenario. They're like, all right, best receivers running an in and out. I'm throwing it to the pylon. Yeah. And then there's a pick six waiting to happen. Yeah. Plays like that. Not, like, not TB. I'm just good enough to make it happen. Not and TB, man. The Bucks. Yeah, they scored that last touchdown, and it, awesome. it was it was over at that. It was over at half. Like there was no chance because they they won but, the mental like, game. That let's talk about that real quick. Andy okay. Reid f oh. that up right before halftime because the Bucks were just running the ball in some short plays in the middle of the field. They were okay going to halftime up eight. Yeah, and Andy Reid calls a timeout on a third and two when the clock's running. And yeah, the books are at like the their own forty, like they're not pressing for anything. Yeah. Well, they call a timeout for the Bucks basically, and then there's a first down. They get another one. Pass interference. That pass there was the big pass interference. Field. Wasn't that the Mike? That was the Mike Evans yeah, trip. Yeah. 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 And then bam, you just gifted them another touchdown. They're mm-hmm. up, and you're only down eight. Yeah, you mm-hmm. played terrible, but that's when you can go regroup real, real good and come back out a whole different team and instead you gifted them time and points yeah when you, and 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 uh and and me 350 dollars. thank yeah. you tom brady and, and tom brady's tom brady's getting you paid son uh <laughs> no uh it, it was it was it was a poorly played game i think this was one of andy reed's worst coached games uh, i i will yeah. say that i i think that Knowing that you had a, a weak offensive line, you should have he should have been more of the offensive guru that he's that he's claimed to be. Yeah, uh, they didn't scheme anything up to nothing. help that. Yeah, nothing. That, I there even was said that, that last week. I was like, they're gonna have to scheme up like some tight end or some chips or yeah. some extra help and protection. Yeah, that's that's why I was that's why I still went with the Chiefs is because I thought they would draw some stuff up, and it looked like they weren't 
ever chipping. I mean, Travis Kelsey mm-hmm. isn't a blocking tight end. He's a he's a receiver. He's not he a tight end. He's not a tight end. At least give a show. Yeah, it didn't feel like they did any of that. They didn't really. I mean, bring in running backs to try to block or. I know they got a backup tight end that could at least thrown in to try to do some, do some work Nothing. on there. But it, it was, I think, just, his worst called game or his his worst called game of all time. And I heard also, I mean, from a NFL analyst that actually look at all this and watch the film, hmm. that they weren't able to run the ball on the Bucks, so the Bucks are able to play with that forefront and those two yeah. linebackers, and then just play a cover two, two safety zone. Yeah. Which we know, over top. Which as Texas Tech fans, play a two safety over the top all game. All you got to do is not run moms. the ball. Like you're not going to get anywhere. So they basically mm-hmm. like kept Tyron Math or not Tyron Matthew, Tyree Kill in front of them, yep. and Travis yeah. Kelsey, and they managed those two guys. Nothing deep. Couldn't run the ball because Devin White was freaking everywhere. I loved watching him that game. It was awesome. He was literally everywhere. Every tackle, he's there. Yeah. Domination yeah. from the start and the Chiefs just weren't couldn't get him out of that cover too. And they were just in a funk like all of them. I mean, Mahomes was trying his freaking heart everything. out. Man. Right, like, he was. He everything. really was. He threw some stupid passes that could have been completed. <laughs> and yeah, it just it 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 sucked. It sucked to watch him like do that and just get those tech flashbacks and be like, oh. ah man. I thought, you know, he's with the Chiefs. He's not supposed to struggle like this, but it, it was tough to watch, but it was fun to just watch him try to will them. Luckily, it he's been like, there before, so he knew how to act yeah. and make those plays. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, man, he had some of the best incomplete passes that I think we'll ever see in our lives. <laughs> well, laying down sidearm one that hit Tyreek. That was impressive. Could have been a touchdown. It should have been a catch. That should have been, yeah. Like you, 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 you got hit in the it through the hands in the face. Like what? Where else do you want to put that in the face? Like that doesn't happen a lot. Where a ball just like nails you in the face, but no, twice you, he had balls hit off receivers' faces. Literally, what? I've seen better hands on JJ Watt for catching passes. Like literally, you got hit in between the hands on the face while going up for a ball. Uh. Yeah, I, Pat, I, he you had could nothing. tell all that running of 500 yards took a toll on him because his yeah. toe was so bad. He was limping around. Yeah, yeah. He ended up having surgery on it today. Did he? Oh, shit. I didn't know yeah. about that. Damn. I mean, well, he's got a torn ligament in his big toe and can't, like, push off very well. I think – um, back together. <laughs> I think uh, – so, so to kind of wrap up the, the Super Bowl, I think this was overall – one of even though COVID kind of kind of really was looming over this entire season, it made this one of my favorite seasons in total from start to finish of all time. I was loving almost every game every week. We had stuff to watch. There was stuff that I was paying attention to. There's players that were going up and down. But for some reason, maybe it was the show. I'm not sure. But like, uh, I I. Even whenever I was playing fantasy football a bunch, I still didn't pay as much attention as I did this year, and I wasn't enjoying football as much as I did this year. I, I, I don't know if you guys feel the same, but I oh, thought I still was, enjoy it every year. Yeah, <laughs> I, I just thought it was fantastic. I mean, so many people were kind of fixated that like, like, like uh, uh, some of the older generation was like, "Well, there's no fans in the stands." I'm like, I, I don't care. I get to watch football. This has been fantastic. 
Like I'm never I'm, at the games anyway. Yeah, so I'm never at an NFL game anyways. So yeah, it's not gonna matter to me. It didn't change it for me at all. I was just excited that we had football back and that we weren't at risk of losing it entirely. Uh I thought I thought it was a great season. Uh hats off to the NFL for pulling it off and, and for pulling off a a a good good championship, good tournament or whatever. And and post no playoffs blah 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 postseason yeah postseason is what I meant, uh but it it was all it was all well done it was all well organized uh the the teams uh the, there was what very very little to no COVID cases at all from the NFL teams, um <clears throat> they 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 did in the playoffs well. yeah yeah that's what I meant uh, in, in the playoffs because uh, in the season different story <laughs> there, there there was a there was a handful it wasn't like it was left and right like a massive outbreak or anything but there was. What uh, Baltimore? You had, the, yeah. you had the Titans and you had the Ravens, Dolphins, the, Ravens, Dolphins, breaks. Titans. But they ended up postponing and not even having to cancel games, so they yeah. got they got through it. I think the NFL handled it, handled this season really well. So, uh, can't wait for next season. Uh, and speaking of which, we're gonna we're we're gonna do a little bit of a uh, let, let's let's do uh, uh, two early predictions uh, for next season. Um, something that you think will happen next season. Hmm. Um, I'll go first. Uh, I think. Um, so, so I I think that barring the Chiefs' health, and I think I said this last week, and I really hope for it. Honestly, I think they go undefeated next season, and I think that they try and match up with that with that Miami uh Miami record, because that whenever Miami went undefeated, what was it sixteen and zero back then? I think it's what it was. Um, well, twelve in a regular, but they went sixteen and uh, maybe fifteen. Yeah. By the time, but they won the Super Bowl that year. Um, it was right after they lost in the Super Bowl, and they were a very good team going into it. And I think history is going to repeat itself. That'll be one crazy prediction. You're calling uh, an undefeated season with the Super Bowl? Huh? Yeah, yeah. I think Chiefs. Uh, I think that's going to be my crazy prediction. Is Chiefs going undefeated next season? Um, I'll go then, with. We'll have a rematch of the Super Bowl. I think uh, so you stole mine. <laughs> I, think yes, that, I, think, I think that that's going to happen as well. Rematch. Uh, I think here's my bold prediction. Okay. Is the Chiefs go sign Kevin Durant? <laughs> <laughs> How's he going to help for block? next year? <laughs> just, like, he can't block. It's just, a, it's just everybody compares them to the Warriors, and you know the Warriors lost in 16, and they went and signed Kevin Durant. So. They might sign a big name like Kevin Durant. Who knows? Like they might get no, somebody they to come need play to sign for him. Just a big person to help block. Yeah, they they need to re- rebuild and, and maybe backups. Back up that that yeah. Well, they'll get that lineman back that uh, opted out. Hopefully, it was like one of their they best. They still need and, like they need two, they need two or three more. They need two or three back. more big they boys. They probably need like one or two more linemen just in case. Wouldn't yeah. hurt. Wouldn't so, hurt. Um, um, I don't know if I really have any bold predictions um, that, it seems like the season's probably going to end up about the same um i think the i know only- arlie i know arlie has a bold prediction that we might discuss in a later episode i mean whatever yeah. I, I still think i still yeah, think Jag, Jags, take the, the Jags take the Jags take the afc south i that, that's we gotta, why the one yeah we'll but, discuss it in another episode what his punishment yeah we have an idea will for be for it okay uh, that that was my that was my bold prediction that they're referring to I'm still going to stick to it. I think the, Brooks, the, the AFC South is terrible. Ooh, yeah, that's that's too bold. That, that's yeah. <laughs> now, now, now you're just speaking speaking uh, tin foil stuff there. 
Um, so this is going to wrap up the NFL season, guys. Uh, we're, we, we can't wait for the next one. Obviously, all of us are, are, are big fans of football, and, and it's very easy and fun to talk to about with you guys. Uh, so we'll be looking forward to it. We'll keep you guys posted with news and stuff each week as we hear stuff for the 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 draft and uh, and going into the spring training or not spring training. Uh, what is it? Yeah, training summer camp. camp, summer camp. So summer training camp is what I'm thinking. Summer camp. Um, they go in like yeah, yeah. They they, they go on canoes and, and then. All the fat guys jump on the big inner tube thing. Oh yeah. Um, so heavyweight style. <laughs> so that's gonna wrap it up for for NFL. Uh, it's been fun. Bye with you NFL. Guys. We'll miss you. Uh, draft is in April. Yeah. Right. So we'll 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 get some more talk about that whenever that comes around. Uh, pretty sure there's a little bit of inter- interesting stuff. Oh, Rams. Rams is another interesting one with with their trade that they did. I think, but. We'll see. We'll see for next year. It'll be good. All right. So uh, let's go ahead and kind of round out the episode here. We're going to jump into the NBA. And uh, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, the uh, NBA pools with uh, with the total wins. Every time. Okay. So... Um, as y'all, as y'all saw from the tweet earlier this week or from the, no, Instagram post is where, where we put out the graphics, right? Oh, I believe so. Yeah. Uh, Dustin is sitting in third place. He has 60 wins. I'm in second place with a uh, 66 Brooks has hit, taken a commanding lead, uh, with, with 78 wins, 78. Jesus. Uh, what, what's the, Woo! what's the bulk of your wins? Clippers? Jazz Clippers Jazz have the best record in the NBA which they are the first team to reach 20 wins. Yeah. Clippers are right underneath them. The Suns are uh pretty close. I think they Jesus. have like 15, 14, 15 wins. You and my worst stacked. team Mavericks are holding them back. Yeah, my worst <laughs> team is the Mavericks. Tonight, they've, they've won a couple of games recently that's got me going, but yeah, the Jazz are just like on a tear right now. The Clippers mm. are Your Mavericks really good. Um and then oh yeah and the Bucks over in the East are you know Dude, I think I, in second you, you place ended right up now with so a stacked ass roster Ugh. yeah and the Jazz were like my fourth pick like or one of my last <laughs> yeah, picks like no, I didn't really even want them and I picked them and they're like nobody the best did. team in the nobody NBA right thought, now uh, all right so uh this week's uh, second shot bet game we had our first one which is going to be OU versus West Virginia college basketball game. Second shot bet this week is going to be uh, on the 15th, which is the uh, 76ers versus the Jazz. going to be a very good uh, East-West matchup. So definitely looking right forward to that. Right now it's a first place versus first place. Oh, is that what that is? Nice. I didn't even look at that part. That's good. That's going to be a fun game first, to watch. First in the East, first in the West. Yeah, it is. Look at that. Nice. So that's going to be our shot bet for this week. Uh, I got to roll with my team. I'm going to take the 76ers on this one. Uh, yeah, I'm rolling with the Jazz. Okay. Got to get that. Got to get so, that extra dub. I, I, I'm hoping I win. Still one from Harley. I got. I got. I got to close the gap here. I got 12 wins to make up. Uh, Dustin, who are you picking in this matchup? I'm gonna go with the Jazz. I still just don't like Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid, even that, though that Doc is, Rivers has made them a lot better of a team. Made them. You know stuff don't want to root for them. That's <laughs> <laughs> all it is. Yeah. So just like kind of a heads up for everybody, we're gonna. 
try to incorporate like one of our wins pool games as a shot bet going forward. I think it'd be good. Uh, matchups between, you know, teams that we have that we think are might be the best, you know, evenly placed matchup for right. that week. So uh, there's some good ones coming up uh, starting, you know, right on Monday with this game. Um, so it's going to be freezing cold this weekend. So stay indoors, turn on a little, watch a lot of Sixers and <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I, I heard it's going to get, was it negative two degrees up there on, yeah, on, on Saturday, Saturday, Sunday, high of like 18, high of like disgusting. 18 degrees. Disgusting. Um, I have watched so much college basketball in the last like two or three weeks. Cause since we started Juco games. Oh yeah. I'll right. watch Juco game one or two and then I'll come home and watch a game. Or I'll watch tech game and then I'll watch another. <laughs> Dude, watched so you've basketball. watched so much basketball. Um, so uh, shout out to uh, Indiana for beating Iowa, and Jillian went to Indiana. They had oh, a big upset true. over Iowa last good, week. Good for them. Um, so that's gonna kind of kind of wrap up the episode as far as shot bets go. Uh, with the with the OU and. Uh, West Virginia game. I, I know I ended up picking uh, OU on that one. I, I forgot where I think you and Dustin went OU. Yeah, I went West Virginia. There we go. Yes. Thank you. And then on the uh, 76ers Jazz, you and Dustin ended up picking Jazz, and I am alone on my 76ers because nobody trusts yeah. Joel Embiid. Well, um, let's see how these shots go now that we're doing stuff like completely random now. Hey, I think I'm on like a six game winning streak. Yeah, Dustin's like. Are you ah. coming on here? Oh shit. That's unacceptable. Yeah, I won. I think I'm six in a row. And I even I told Wade we didn't put a bet on the show, but yeah. I was taking Cleveland to cover the Chiefs game and they did that. So I keep rubbing that one in his face too. <laughs> that I've won seven straight um, since he started the hashtag fade Dustin. <laughs> Good God, Wade. I'm yeah, coming Dustin's back. I'm gonna been... get to five hundred soon. Yeah. <laughs> I'm working my way back up, guys. Um, so that's going to wrap up the show guys. Uh, final shots for the week. Uh, what do you guys have? Uh, I don't know if, if uh, Dustin, do you want to take the first one? Yeah. Uh, it's going to be a sad one. Uh-oh. We lost, right. lost two like kind of icons in two different sports this week. Pedro Gomez with MLB baseball. He's a reporter for ESPN. Yeah. Uh, kind of got swept under the rug Sunday night after the Super Bowl. But if you watch sports center, MLB live or any, any baseball coverage. I mean, he's yeah. awesome. And, um, he was a good, good reporter, great coverage guy, had great stories. He was awesome. He'll be missed. And then lost Marty Schottenheimer, the great NFL coach yesterday. And I mean, he was probably like the best coach, especially for the worst franchises. He brought the Browns to the playoffs. He, I remember him as the chargers head coach and the chargers are awesome. And, so he'll be missed. His son's still in the league. I saw he got promoted to offensive coordinator. So oh, nice. That'd be a cool story to kind of look for next year. They'll probably blast that a little bit. So lost two kind of legends in a couple sports this week. Yeah. Just every week, it's it feels like there's somebody else, just another gut punch. Yeah. It's it's um it's very hard being in the spotlight like that with so many athletes in the spotlight that like you kind of you do grow attached a little bit to all of them, so it's hard to see uh, one of them pass like that, especially a uh, uh, legends. Um, Brooks, uh, any any final take for the week, man? 
And yeah, I don't have much. I'm just going to throw out the uh, Tiger Woods documentary that's on HBO. If you get a chance, Mm. check it out. It's kind of like his last dance version of a documentary. Uh, I checked it out last week and it was really damn good. It was very interesting. I was pretty young at like that when Tiger was like at the peak of his powers. So some of that stuff was really interesting to just kind of see. Um, but it's a, do you know uh, the name of it? It's just called tiger on HBO. Um, it's a little two part doc, but seven iron, (laughs) (laughs) but it's really good. It it goes, it goes through you know, the rise and kind of the fall and then the (laughs) re-rise at the, at the end. So, uh, really interesting. So if you got some time, check it out. So yeah, many people were good. pulling for him in that Masters. That was that was a big win. That was fun to watch. Um, well, all right. Uh, mine obviously is going to be going to uh, going to Tom Brady and and his uh, his he made one last pass this season uh, from from one boat to another boat. I don't oh know if y'all got God. a chance to see amazing. that, but uh, if y'all look on the on the VOD or the feed, you can catch it. I got it right here. Let's see. Hold on. Is it going to play an ad? I've watched like five different angles of this throw. It's going to play an ad real quick. Hold on. I'm going to play it real quick. But like the the only thing that's going through my head during this is like, what happens if the drops in the water? Like, are they going to send a submarine team down there to go find this thing? and dive to go get it real fast. (laughs) So so here you go, guys. All right. We're going to go on the full screen so everybody can see this watching. Oh, ah. It gives me such a heart attack. So, oh yeah, Tom was even like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> like when his, you've got yeah, seven of them, his, his little walkway after he's like, dude, what the hell did I just do? Why did I like? It was also funny that? watching Tom get kind of carried off the boats. And oh yeah, no, he he tweeted after all that, and he was like, oh yeah, it's funny that tequila three tequila four. Regular dude. <laughs> Yeah, it was funny. It was when he got seven of those things, you know, who really cares? That like he says, the most thought. important one is always the next one. So that was yep. my second thought. He's like, wait, what? You don't guys have like, like you guys don't have a bunch of these at your house? Oh, okay, sorry. Uh, can we can we get it back? Yeah. <laughs> oh man. All right, guys. Um, so that's gonna wrap up the show for us this week. Uh, don't forget. Uh, make sure you're following us on Twitter at tailgate underscore talks. Make sure you give us a follow over on Instagram and Facebook as well. Tailgate Talks. Search it. It'll, it'll pop right up. Um, if you're looking for our personal accounts, you can find Dustin at Dustin Wimmer 22 You can find Brooks at Calvin B. Barrett. You can find me over at Blanca where the L is one. And again, uh, make sure any thoughts, suggestions, any shot bets that you don't want to broadcast on social media because you got work and stuff that follows it, whatever, send that to our email so that way we can enter your t-shirt job, giveaways. So um and then uh make sure on this week's uh giveaway be on the lookout for the tailgate talks post where you can tag a friend and share the post and uh we that'll be out on what what are we thinking instagram most all likely of the social media all of it all of them. all right we'll, we'll put it out there on all the social media for you guys and then uh we will pick a random winner from the people that retweet or re- repost and tag a friend so uh Kind of keep that in mind. Be on the lookout for that. We'll probably get that out there in the next couple of days here. That way we can get plenty of opportunities for you guys to, to join the Tailgate Crashers crew. 
Um, thanks again, guys, for a great episode. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Uh, we got we got Roger here. I think we got a couple of viewers here in the chat. Uh, thank you, guys, everybody that's uh, supported the, the channel so far, the uh, the the podcast so far, and uh, we will catch you guys next week. Later. Catch you on the flippity flip. No, 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 no. Shh.